Provoke podcast is brought to you by Provoke Media and produced by the international broadcast specialists, Marketeers. Support for this podcast comes from Notified, the integrated, intelligent and easy-to-use PR software. Get a free demo today at Notified.com. Hello, everyone, uh, and welcome to the Provoke Media podcast. This is Arun Sudharman. I'm here in Hong Kong today, and I'm very happy to be joined by Emily Poon, who's the president of Ogilvy PR in Asia. Emily, welcome to the Provoke Media podcast. Hi, everyone. Thanks, Arun, for having me. It's a pleasure. We're having you on today uh, because next week is Provoke's Asia Pacific Summit, uh, where we will be uh, examining, uh, I think, the transformation of communications and marketing in the region. And in particular, I think shining a light on how the last 18 months has really reset expectations in terms of brands, in terms of corporate reputation, in terms of the future of work, um, but also in terms of creativity. And that's why you're here, Emily. Um, I'm curious to get your views on how you've seen creativity change in Asia uh, and indeed globally over the last 18 months and, and and to hear what you think is in store for creative PR uh, in 2022 and beyond. Um, now, you judged the Cannes Lions this year, is that right? That's right. Um, I had the extreme pleasure of joining Gail, uh, who was the Cannes mm. uh, chairman, uh, and we had uh, virtual panels, right? So lucky me, we had two years uh, <laughs> worth of body of work to look at, which was unprecedented on its own. Um, and yeah. we had the good fortune of doing it all over Zoom. <laughs> so mm. um, as the, only, um, as the ju- only Jewy member from Asia, it was certainly an eye-opening experience. Uh, these Zoom mm. experiences were running from 8 p.m. all the way through to 1 a.m. in the morning. Uh, but it was wow. very, very, you know, and, and I, I was like, oh, you know, I didn't really know what to expect. Uh, but when I got into the swing of things, you know, I learned so much from my fellow jury members. Um, and it mm. really sort of opened my eyes to, you know, the body of work uh, that both PR agencies and non-PR agencies I have been working on, right, for the last two years. And I also uh, was able to witness uh, the pivot uh, you know, between 2019 body of work and then 2020. Um, so, you mm. know, it, it went from, you know, being more stunt-like, you know, just sort of uh, publicity arresting, attention-grabbing kind of work to, you know, still attention-grabbing, uh, but, you know, with a much longer tail uh, focus on driving real and positive change. So that was, that was really mm. lovely to see as brands became more purposeful bit sharper about why they're doing certain things. Uh, so it was it was mm. really nice to see the evolution in uh, across those two years. Yeah, it's very interesting. And it's it's something we've seen in the Sabre Awards as well uh, in mm. Asia Pacific. The I've never actually seen more meaningful work um, That's right. than many of the campaigns that were submitted this year. And of course, Ogilvy um, submitted many campaigns as well. Um, I suppose one question that arises here is whether you think that focus on doing, you know, work that matters, that addresses Mm -hmm. 
societal expectations beyond just driving sales? Whether you feel that will persist beyond the pandemic? Yes, I believe so. I think that um, you know the industry is in a very interesting inflection point, uh, and I believe mm. some trends are here to stay. Right, um, whether it's hybrid working mm. models um, or this you know this push towards more purposeful, driven work. Um, you know, public relations today is so much more than just storytelling. Uh, the work that our mm. industry is putting out is not just really to drive coverage talkability. Mm. But also, you know, I think brands are starting to rethink uh, why they exist in a post-COVID mm. era, not just for themselves, but for an increasingly discerning uh, population, right? Communities, consumers, they want to know and they want to buy into brands that, uh, that, that, that want to do good or at least aspire to do so. Um, whether it's mm. standing up for issues like diversity, equity and inclusion, or tackling climate change and sustainability. It's always about finding that larger purpose and cause that the brand uh, can legitimately own um, and then rallying mm -hmm. communities to act and drive around the positive change. So I think it's here to stay. And I think it's a very, very mm. good silver lining amidst all that, all else that's happening. Yeah, it sounds like, I mean, and that sounds like quite a big opportunity for, mm. you know, the more creative end of public relations. How, how else do you see these opportunities playing out, whether it involves, you know, new platforms, new channels? We, we hear so much about all the different ways now that public relations people can um, not just tell stories, but really drive behavioral change. That's right. Um, I think, you know, let me start um, by addressing the platforms. Um, so consumer mm. appetite for content virtual experiences is higher than ever before. Mm, you know, while, mm. you know, clients' budget may be shrinking in some areas, we're, we're seeing a double-digit growth uh, in agile content, virtual events, uh, as clients increasingly uh, pivot to storytelling uh, in, you know, across more digital, social, and mobile-first channels. So the opportunity is firmly there. Uh, PR is mm. really at the front and center of this development. Um, why? Because, you know, from having a longer runway in the past, bigger production budgets, these have all given way to more real-time, more short-form content. We're talking about, you know, mm. YouTube just creating their YouTube shorts, uh, YouTube pre-rolls, you know, content that's shot on the phone, low-budget style, done by one, sometimes few content creators over big production crews. Um, you know, the authenticity, the rawness you get from live streams such as Instagram Live, such as Twitch, um, you know, to the very interactive style, challenge specific, I challenge you to this, you know, I issue you this uh, informal challenge on TikTok. Um, you know, it's really very mm. much return of content marketing in snack forms, snackable forms. Um, and I think public relations, right, uh, our, our craft has always been, you know, in this quick turnaround, uh, you know, sort of quick turnaround, quick response, um, very real, very sort of uh, authentic um, and, and, and lower budgets. So I think we are in a very unique position uh, to succeed in this fast moving content marketing era. Um, and I think, you know, the, the, the platforms like TikTok, 
um, you know, where everything is possible, right? You go from silly pranks to life hacks to mm-hmm. tips. Um, and, 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 you know, it's so interesting because, you know, in public relations, we always talk about uh, engaging with different stakeholders, right? Getting them involved in the storytelling process. So we're starting to see, uh, you know, brands like KFC that we partner with in China, you know, they, they are featuring their own employees, uh, on uh, the e-commerce streaming service in Taobao, for example, right? Uh, where these employees, you know, they turn into a star for a week, right? They perform, they sing, they dance, um, and, 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 and they, do, they do interesting things, right? To sell KFC through live streaming portals. Um, and then we start seeing, um, you know, brands like AIA uh, go on Spotify, uh, where they repurpose mm. YouTube web, web series, right? And this YouTube web series, they feature their own employees alongside other guests. Um, and it's great mm. because they are repurposing some of these content to put on Spotify podcasts. So we're seeing mm. a lot of multi-use around a, a central repository of content, uh, which is also a very encouraging sign. Um, so I think, you know, again, like I said, I think PR people are front and center uh, and, you know, we, we really sort of uh, stand to benefit from this trend uh, in agile content. Mm. How do you um, deal with brands that uh, maybe are at risk of getting it wrong? Because, you know, sometimes with some of these platforms and whether it's challenges or, or whether it's shorter TikTok videos, there is always this risk, right, that a brand will, will get the tone wrong um, or, or will potentially cause more damage um, than benefit. How, how how difficult is it to get that balancing act right? Yeah, absolutely. And I think this is still one thing that's holding back uh, a lot of uh, brand owners from uh, wanting to experiment more. But I think you know it's mm. it's you're never going to get it fully fully right from the get go. Um, I think the beauty mm. um, of these platforms is that um, there is that sense of authenticity, there's that sense of rawness, um, and there is that sense of test and learn, right? You get better and, and sharper at doing things. Um, and I think that, you know, most importantly, brands, when, when starting to go on these platforms, I think they need to sort of dig deep uh, and, you know, and go into why they're doing this. You know, what is their tone of voice, right, that's unique to them? Um, and then once they define that, it's really about staying true to who they are, why they do what they do. Um, and then, you know, and, and having that sort of experimental mindset, right? It's about testing, it's about learning, it's about optimizing on the go. Um, so, so I think, you know, it's now or never, right? Um, your, you know, consumers out there, communities out there, we have to get to where they are, where they're consuming media, where they are looking at content, so I really think it's a case of be there or be square, right? So it's mm. it's really about it's really about just again, like I said, you know, being sure about who you are, uh, why you do what you do, you know, having that content strategy in place, but also having that flexibility and agility to test and learn and adapt on the go. Yeah, so it's a, it's a bravery. It sounds like is. Is That's an important right. currency. <laughs> lots uh, of courage uh, and lots of, mm. I think, uh, honesty as well, right? Because that's what uh, consumers are seeking these days, right? They, they, they want authenticity. Um, and I think the other thing that we're witnessing is um, humor. So I mm. think 
a lot of uh, you know the younger generations they are on these platforms. Uh, you know, and, and across Asia, we still have many cities in lockdown or semi-lockdowns, right? So I think, you mm-hmm. know, they, they are really turning to these channels, you know, not just, you know, for education, but they're looking to be entertained and engaged as well. So I think, you yeah. know, come, yeah, I, I think, I think um, coming to the fore and creating content and, and just sort of having fun with it, experimenting, working with different influences, uh, key opinion leaders working with your employees, um, you know, and, 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 and experimenting and having fun at the same time. Yeah, sure. What about the use of technology? Um, do you see that change? Do you see any, any specific changes there in terms of how brands are using technology um, to, to drive more creative campaigns or more creative work? Yes, absolutely. Um, I think that there are a lot of platforms out there um, that is touting, uh, uh, you know, AI technology to create lots of ads or lots of content at scale. You know, at Ogilvy, mm. we um, we have created our very first AI-powered influencer, um, and we did mm-hmm. that for clear, yes. yeah, for one of our brands, Clear Shampoo, uh, in Vietnam. So we modeled the AI-powered influencer after. Uh, Tok uh, Tien, who is a very famous Vietnamese celebrity. And we turned this mm. engagement into a sort of a nationwide movement uh, to spread this clear attitude, drive talkability, drive sales. So it became, you know, the mm. number one shampoo brand on e-commerce, had a lot of interactions. It was very successful. So we saw its potential and decided to incorporate uh, this AI-powered influencer as one of our key offerings in Vietnam, and mm. we're currently scaling it across other markets. Um, so mm. a little bit about this AI-powered influencer, right? So we're really using technology uh, to create influence at scale, if you think about it. Uh, the AI-powered influencer is powered by natural language generation tool, machine learning, um, and social listening data. So this AI-powered influence is always, always learning, always getting smarter, sharper and better with time. So with this, we're able to embed popular culture, trends into language cues, so we can put our AI influence in any context and tailor it to fit any brand. So from how she looks, to how she responds to key trending words and topics, to how she behaves and engages. So we've partnered with many companies like Unilever, uh, banks, for example, uh, for our AI influencer offering to be their brand ambassador in some cases, uh, for our mm-hmm. influencer to provide social customer care. So it's a bit more human, it's a bit more fun than just a chatbot. Uh, and it's also right. for the AI influencer to uh, help drive interest. Uh, we talked a lot about driving sales as well on e-commerce platforms and branded websites. So um, you know, a lot of our client partners are increasingly looking at how can they use technology uh, for creativity, for influence at scale. I also think that this is a very good um, way uh, for smaller brands, right? Like the small and medium enterprises who want to experiment with creativity, right? But they don't necessarily have the large budgets to go for big, bigger agencies. Um, they, can, they can consider using these AI-powered tools, uh, AI-powered influencer to it's their first foray, right, to to go in and market to their communities and consumers. 
um, as, as a good way to, to scale up their, their marketing into new markets or existing markets if budget is, is limited. Mm. So easier to manage than human influences? <laughs> uh, you know, I mean, I think there are pros and cons for, for both, but, um, you know, mm -hmm. human influences, I mean, you can't beat a human influencer. I think, you know, there's always that, that certain spark and that certain sort of, um, uh, that, 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 that sort of ingenuity when it comes to, uh, uh, you know, the, the, the creativity that they put up. Um, but I would say that, you know, this is this is a very interesting area that we're looking at uh, and there's a lots and lots and lots of potential. And I think that it doesn't it's not mutually exclusive. Right. If we look at it, uh, you can, you could have AI powered influencer run alongside your other influencers and KOLs. Right. After all, our first AI powered influencer was modeled after a real celebrity. Yeah, sure. OK. Um, what, but beyond the AI influencer, are there, you know, other examples of PR work that you think is particularly creative and kind of reflects some of the trends we've talked about already? Yes. Um, so I think, you know, we're talking about channels and platforms, right? So mm. at Cannes this year, um, one of the standout pieces of work uh, was from Reporters Without Borders. And they mm. took their storytelling to Minecraft uh, to create a safe space for journalists to share censored information to people in countries with very strict censorship laws. Um, and all this is in their fight against censorship. So it was really powerful stuff. So what we're seeing is that, again, the trend is really about brands, you know, um, associations, causes, taking to different channels and platforms. Uh, gaming uh, portal is, 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 is a big place, right? Where consumers and communities mm. are spending a lot of their time on and using this channel environment in new and refreshing ways to tell their story. Um, and, you know, and still on the gaming front, during the lockdown in the Philippines last year, uh, Ogilvy um, did an interesting partnership between KFC and Animal Crossing. So we launched Kentucky yep. Fried Crossing, uh, where KFC mm. brought their diner to them in Animal Crossing. Uh, so we created a virtual world, a virtual diner, KFC diner, where diners and players could interact, build their own KFC stores. There were gravy pumps, buckets of KFC, 11 secret herbs and spices vault. Um, and, you know, there was lots of talkability uh, and, and importantly, an increase in sales. Uh, despite the the lockdown in the Philippines, right? So we're seeing a lot of mm. uh, ex uh, a lot of these creative partnerships uh, take place in very unusual channels, right? Even gaming portals to tell stories to engage consumers. Um, earlier this year, yeah. um, we we partnered with Durex, for example, in Hong Kong. Um, and, you know, Hong Kong is one of those markets, uh, and you're there, right? Um, and it's still relatively mm. conservative when it comes to, uh, you know, openly addressing topics related to sex. Um, mm. So, you know, and, 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 and our team there spotted an opportunity when then up and coming Clubhouse, this was in February this year. Um, and they, they moved mm. an idea and they said, why not do a Clubhouse sexual well-being seminar, right? Uh, uh, and and Durex mm -hmm. can be the sponsor. And then Durex was the first uh, brand to activate a Clubhouse live event in Hong Kong. 
from an FMCG mm. perspective. So that 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 is that's hugely exciting because it's always about being on the lookout for these new and emerging channels, new and emerging platforms, mm. and seeing whether there's a fit to the brand, what we are trying to do for the brand, and then go for it, right? Experiment. Um, mm. Yeah. So 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 we're seeing a lot of these interesting things uh, take place, and and it's. It's very, very exciting. And when with these changes, whether it's new platforms and channels, whether it's gaming or whether it's AI, does it change the creative process at all? Um, no, actually. So, so yes and no. Because no, because mm. I say that I always say the fundamentals of storytelling remain the same. Um, but you know the channels mm. in which we talk, we tell it through has 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 dramatically changed, right? So you know that there, there still needs a process and a structure in place, uh, you know, for you know the best creative ideas to come forth and thrive. Uh, and we still need that structure and process on the one hand, but um, in in that sense, you know, what has really changed is because the platforms and channels are moving so quickly, right? Uh, social media platforms are constantly innovating their features, changing their policies. So we really need fluidity and agility on the other, right? Um, so, mm. so yeah. So essentially, uh, the process is there for a reason, a very good reason, right? Because the best creative work is almost always based on a very strong cultural insight uh, that leads to an idea uh, that responds to this rich intersection of cultural trends, popular opinion, or you know, challenging certain entrenched policies or behaviors, right? So if we look at this, we need a sort of a structure, right? Uh, to really bring out uh, the cultural insight to inform the creative work. Um, you know, so, so we need a structure there and we need a structure that the right people weighing in at the right moment. But also given that, you need the structure that you can also flexibly and nimbly adapt on the go. Um, so again, like I said, whether it's a trend jacking piece of work or an urgent turnaround response to an issue or crisis, we, we really almost need to hit the mark and be timely. So the structure is there for a very good reason. But at the same time, um, we mustn't be afraid to sort of uh, uh, go against some of the the, the, the the structure if we need to, right? And just sort of flex and adapt while we're on the go. Mm. And do, do, does that require different skills from the people that you work with? Are, are they ready for this these kinds of changes? Yeah, I mean, I think that it's, it's a learning process and we're all learning, myself included. Ultimately, I believe that creativity and delivering creative work is everyone's responsibility. So good ideas, I believe, can come from anywhere, uh, not just the creative department. Good ideas um, you know, can really germinate from everywhere. Um, and everyone in the agency, right, from you know, the PR practitioners to the creative team to the strategists, you know, we all have a role to play and we're all plugged into the process. I think we can only make this happen with a strong partnership uh, together, right, as one team. And I think it's also very important that over on the agency side, we have that structure and we have that process, but also we have the entrepreneurial mindset to, to flex on the go. But I think importantly, all of these ingredients are only one side of the, of, the, of, the, of the equation, right? We need a strong partnership with a client, right? With client partners 
who will believe in the idea, fight for the idea with your stakeholders, champion our process to get there. So I really think it takes a village. Mm, sure. And finally, Emily, I, one of the other things I wanted to ask you about is how you see the changing nature of in, influence. Um, you've talked about AI influence, so obviously that's one point of difference. Um, but but we've seen the rise of micro influencers. We've seen um, the rise of KOLs and people who are, for example, famous on YouTube and on Instagram and, and on social media platforms. Um, what does that mean, if, if anything, for the way in which brands can kind of engage and, and talk to people? So Arun, I think the way I really see influence changing um, in the next year and, and even more is that there is no one one road to Rome. There are many roads to Rome and many different touch points. And why do I say this is, mm. you know, maybe maybe five, ten years ago when we look at uh, getting a PR brief in hand or getting an influence brief in hand, um, you know, the traditional thinking was, okay, you know, we go to earn media, we go to a few key opinion leaders, we talk to the regulators, you know, it's still very much top down. But really, I think right now with, you know, the, the, the proliferation of so many of these channels, what we're seeing is a very interesting uh, bottom-up influence. And, and what I say by that, uh, what I mean by that is there's so many influences, not just macro influences, micro influences, right? That are very mm. credible in their passion points, right? Very credible in niche interests. We can be talking about gaming influences, we can be talking about horticulture um, influences, right? I and mean, you name it. And right now, platforms um, are, um, are, are favoring interest-based targeting, right? Over just who you know. Um, and how many people mm. you know. So it's not just reach anymore, it's interest. So we've seen the rise of micro-influences and that's very interesting, right? Because, you know, mm. uh, they're, they're, the power is back to the, the man on the street who has a, who has a, a hobby maybe, a, a big passion point is attracting like-minded individuals to consume his or her content, for example. And then on the other hand, I, mm. I talked about, you know, the AI-powered, um, influences, right, and how it's an exciting time to experiment with technology-enabled uh, innovations in influence as well, right? And, and that is also a mm -hmm. very interesting way to put across a brand's influence um, over the communities and, 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 and consumers and to have one-on-one -on -one conversations or one-to-many conversations and have that feedback, the, the AI power influencer to get smarter in, through each and every engagement, right? And then we mm. also talked about employees. Um, and I think employees mm. is really a, a very, very sort of undertapped, but such an important um, uh, a bunch of, of, of people who are in really the best place to talk about a brand, right? Being employees and ambassadors mm. of a brand. Um, and how, you know, we've seen them taking to TikTok, to Spotify, you know, to, to, to Instagram, you know, read on LinkedIn. So they're using different platforms and it's not just a C-suite they're talking, right? It's the next level down or it's the new employees or the interns even. So we're seeing, um, you know, very diverse perspective from an employee standpoint, and it's very, very credible uh, coming from the inside right out. And then last but mm. not least, um, I think, you know, with 
all of these social media platforms and with e-commerce on the rise, let's not forget about customers as well. So customers are a great uh, testimonial to any brand, uh, whether it's reviews, um, or, or whether it's what they say about you, you know, we, we traditionally talk about word of mouth, right? But but that has really mm. sort of taken off digitally. Um, so, you know, there are super customers as well that, that have the potential to exert influence. Um, and, you know, and, and it's for us to, to really sort of look at the entire ecosystem of different stakeholders um, and, 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 to, and to look at curating influence and to look at influencing our communities through many, many different ways, many different touch points, many different individuals. Mm. Yeah, it's, it's certainly um, a time of considerable change. I think we would all agree. Emily, thank you so much for your time. This was really interesting. Um, I think we're going to speak again after our summit um, and I look forward to that too. Thank you, Arun. The pleasure is mine and I look forward to talking to you again. You have been listening to the Provoke podcast brought to you by Provoke Media and produced by the international broadcast specialists, Marketeers. Support for this podcast comes from Notified, the integrated, intelligent and easy to use PR software. Get a free demo today at notified.com.